0: This podcast from Teacher Magazine is supported by Bank First. Bank First is proud to support the financial well-being and professional development of the education community. Visit bankfirst.com.au to find out how they can help you reach your financial goals. Hello, I'm Jo Earp. The Paradigm Shifters Entrepreneurial Learning in Schools is a recent Australian initiative that brought together the Mitchell Institute, Victorian Association of State Secondary Principals and the New South Wales Secondary Principals Council. The year long trial made students the key partners in designing and implementing entrepreneurial learning using principles developed by Professor Yong Zhao. And he also acted as a critical mentor. Benefits reported by participating students included increased confidence, greater resilience, stronger collaboration skills and improved empathy. At the end of last year, I visited Western Port Secondary College in Victoria, one of 21 government secondaries involved in the trial, to talk to Assistant Principal Hannah Lewis and student Harry Hainsworth. Hannah explains the project started with the Year 8 cohort and to the Year 8 team of leaders and
1: teachers we had developed a program called Infinity based around the concept of infinite possibilities. And that was our target group. However, we did find that our kids needed a lot of uh, cultural immersion in the broader sense of the term, that when it came to them devising their own individual projects, they really weren't in that headspace. We needed to do a lot of unpacking, a lot of immersion work and we had some hiccups along the way but that's part of entrepreneurial learning failing and learning from it so I trialled it intensively with a group of 25 students a class and I developed a program all the assessment around their social capabilities and they drove it as leaders and then they worked with the broader cohort. One of the things as you mentioned there that's really important is the students driving the learning and the process
0: involves the students choosing projects of interest, I guess. Um, what did they work
1: on here at uh, So the Western four Port? key projects were, we, we decided to work within umbrellas of existing spaces that had so much un, untapped potential, but the actual design of the products within those projects were th- the kids initiative. So w- the first project was the sculpt, well, one of the projects was the Sculpture Park and one of the important things was to uh, work with outside external mentors. So there were a group of students that nominated to be involved in developing the Western Port Secondary College Sculpture Park. So we visited McClellan sculpture park and worked with the education officer there as our mentor the kids looked at the uh, inquiry questions what is the role of uh, the artist in society and why is creativity important and we had some really rich discussions around Mm -hmm. some of the sculptures in the park and just the unpacking of what does Mm -hmm. this mean and the kids identifying a sculpture that resonated from there for them and why it resonated and what they saw in that sculpture then when we came back to school they took part in a workshop a pop-up maquette workshop so they used card and they cut these and made these pop-up maquettes they then created the girls who were driving the sculpture park created a mini pop-up exhibition which went from the year 8 cent- center to the to the staff room and people got to vote on the people's choice award and we also had a judging so that was a trial for setting up the actual sculpture park and then the girls did the whole shebang they developed a map of the sculpture park they um, developed application forms they were involved in the judging of the sculptures so various groups from right across the school Um, created these sculptures. So we had our outreach kids working on a sculpture using recycled materials on our bike shed. We had our Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander kids working on creating Bunjil's Nest out of recycled metal and wire and then transporting that across the school. Um, The girls involved were incredibly good communicators but really anxious. They suffered from some genuine anxiety and because they felt empowered by what they were doing, they developed their confidence to such a point that they were able to open the official VCE Art Exhibition in the Sculpture Park and speak to a broad cross-section audience about their project. So the development of their social capabilities and confidence was absolutely mind-blowing the other one was the the market, the school market so our students coordinated and with groups from right across the school to organize and run our first school community market everything was either made, grown or baked and so that was a really big logistical exercise and that was hugely successful once again we had all of the year eights were involved in uh, developing food and trialing food stalls and running them but then we had groups from right across the school so kids funded through disabilities and impairments were making amazing products out of recycled timber we had hands on learning in our school based apprenticeship parks and gardens group selling plants and running a prop sausage sizzle we had art students from year 8 doing ceramics we had the girls group that's run by our wellbeing team, for kids who are a bit isolated, they may uh, produce succulents in teacups, so it was a massive mm-hmm. uh, occasion and that was combined with the opening of a sculpture park. The other project which has been really integral to this year was the development of our bush block And that's an area of 0.8 of a hectare on the school site that has significant remnant remnant indigenous habitat and it abuts the habitat of the powerful owl, which is federal government-owned land behind the school, behind this bush block. So we did extensive immersion work, working with mentors Karen Anderson, the director of Balnarring Preschool, who is a national leader in terms of the nature play program and a local... um, Landscaper and Indigenous restoration um, contractor, and he ha- also has a nursery in teaching the kids about the plants and the animals and the relationship between them. Uh, we took a group of six boys to Bellarine Kinder, and Harry can talk about that later. And Karen Anderson works with Wunwurrung Bunurong elders, teaching language and culture, and the kids mm-hmm. go to the beach, rain, hail, or shine, twice a week and so we did a lot of immersion work around the Danish model of nature play and now this year the students have designed a program for mid-primary students so the students have devised this program and are going to write it up and try and link it to the Australian curriculum appropriate to that age group so that there's some integrity around the learning Um, and they've chosen where they're going to use what got spaces they're going to use within the space and um, that has been we've extended it to the environment group and we've had 60 students from across the school participating in that so that that will be a long-term project um, and also we've got we had a group designing an outdoor classroom shelter that fitted into the environment and space so it had an organic form of a leaf as the roof with a central drain that went into a tank but it would provide a shelter space where you could take science groups or um, you know it might be an art group doing sketching, it might be a performance group or people kids writing poetry or it might be senior biology students doing quadrant research It's but just creating an, a dry undercover area.
0: Student Harry Hainsworth was in year 8 and 9 when he took part in the Paradigm Shifters. He was involved in Western Port's Nature Play and Bush Block project. I asked him what was different about this way of teaching and learning.
2: Well the learning perspective of it was it was mainly student-led but it wasn't one student said you have to do this, it was the groups that you were put in had different ways of leading this entire thing. Also a difference between it was Miss Lewis wasn't a teacher, but more of a facilitator. So if you went to her with a problem, which I did quite frequently, it would be bounced back with, how, well, how are you going to solve this problem? Mm-hmm. Earlier in the year, we also had another problem where, and I'm not quite happy with this, but we had with the um, environment group, we had a large variety of year seven and eight, mm-hmm. but the problem is they weren't listening. I got to the point where I had to raise my voice, which I'm not happy about, but it's the fact that you like if you want a project to go somewhere, you need everyone to contribute. Mm-hmm. It like, doesn't matter on the variety of people you have. you can have 100 people and two people could be slacking off, but that 100 could still not work if those two people slack off. You need everyone on their game and working at the best of their ability for the project to go on. Along with um, working with a group, you had to try and figure out everyone's weaknesses, strengths, and what they like doing. So,
0: so you kind of, as a student, then it's unusual. You, you mm. kind of become negotiators. Mm. Then in how you're gonna, how you're gonna go forward from the teacher perspective. Mm. Then, um, what about the the teaching style of that?
1: Because well, it was really interesting. One of the things was standing back. Yeah, I think because Harry learned teacher is a facilitator. He mm-hmm. understood the mm-hmm. language... And we did a lot of language immersion around entrepreneurial sh- entrepreneurship. And he just said, no, nah, this is not on. Miss Lewis has already spoken to you and told you. She is a facilitator. She doesn't want to have to deal with behaviour issues. And they just went silent. <laughs> it was like, what's this? A student's actually telling us what to do. But it was really powerful because it was coming from a peer. Um, and one of the other things that... That we did with this group last the last year was peer feedback so i got the students to sit with someone from the group and give them really honest and straightforward feedback about an area they needed to develop and a strength and i thought they'll do it for two minutes they treated it incredibly seriously and they had half an hour conversation where they sat earnestly talking about um, at, about what they had perceived in their peers. Mm -hmm. And I had mapped their social capabilities, a whole list of things from well-developed to developing to not evident. So things like the ability to listen to others, the ability to work as a team, collaborate. And I ticked them all off. And then I got them to do a self-reflection and there's matched mine. Like there's self-awareness. You know, we dumb kids down all the time. Their self-awareness and knowledge about themselves and each other is such a powerful th- thing. And we had to do a lot of work around, okay, well, how is this evidenced? What are we looking for them to demonstrate? Mm-hmm. And the development of them as young people was phenomenal. And you don't see that when you've got them locked in behind desks in a mainstream classroom, learning from textbooks and, and following a rigid curriculum. It was really powerful stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: See, and also along with this, you can see a side that you've never seen of anyone. Like, you've got students who are now realising what they're capable of. This, in, These entire projects also show a creative side to everyone. Mm-hmm. So, like, instead of doing what Miss Lewis said, having a book and then saying, look, we have basic ideas, we were able to go into more complex ideas.
0: What was it like to have have that expertise i mean you're used to working with the teachers aren't you but uh, what was it like to have the outside experts in harry
2: see that was like it's sort of like when you um go out for a job and then you've got someone who's like you've got your main mentor who's teaching you but you've also got a side mentor which gives you little notes and hints for things mm-hmm. so meeting up with karen was sort of We had this, like she was giving us little hints throughout the day for our project, but as soon as we sat down with her at the table, we had a whole, like we were flooded with ideas, hints, knowledge that we could use for our project.
0: Now, uh, the the opportunities to network again with the experts, but also students from other participating schools, um, what were the benefits of that linking up? Uh, with other schools involved?
1: Well, we worked with uh, 11 other uh, schools from Victoria and they were schools from a broad demographic, from kids from high-rise flats to select-entry schools like Melbourne High. And the kids, where they came from, who they were, didn't matter. They found points of connection right at the very first meeting with Origin when everybody was very green and each school talked a bit about the projects and they rotated between groups. From my perspective it was seeing meeting other students from quite different environments, like if you compare the... we made a bit of a connection with Fitzroy High, very different curriculum, different demographic, different school, high density school, very little land around the school whereas we've got all these green spaces Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. wetland and bush and they're very keen to come here and visit, and we're, I'm keen to take the students up there because our kids one day may move to the city and um, you know they, they don't have that city experience. But And the kids from the school over just near the um, freeway in Flemington, they, a lot of those kids grow up in high, mm-hmm. high-rise f- um, flats, refugee families. And uh, so it's it's that cultural immersion that's so important. Mm-hmm. But cultural in the broader, whether it's culture to do with the land, the environment, how we use it, that sort of literacy um, is so important. And uh, you see the kids benefit from that experience of going into a different environment and learning about the issues that other schools face. So, that, so there were a lot
0: of benefits then and it's been a great couple of years so far but uh, that's not the end of it as the uh, research portion showed a lot of the principals and the teachers involved are keen to embed it further. So what are the plans for 2018
1: then? So I'm, I'm, really, I'm stepping away from the assistant principal job and I'm being employed two days a week just to focus on entrepreneurial learning. And we've also been successful in being accepted as part of a project with... Um, between the State Library and the Learning Lecture, Australian Learning Lecture, and we're going to be trialling a Passion Index trial um, passion toolkit. So we'll be focusing on year eight again to to look at how we can use this toolkit to roll continue to roll out entrepreneurial learning. But we're also there are other areas within the school we do a feasibility study as part of Project 9 where the students have to design something for their community, it might be a skate park, it might be a park or whatever, and at year 7 they do a passion project. Um, Students in VCAL do community-based projects. There are lots of other natural fits for entrepreneurial style projects. We've had these umbrellas and they will continue, but we want to get students to a point where they can come up with entrepreneurial projects. Generally, but not necessarily with a social entrepreneurship fo- focus mm-hmm. uh, because it is about building kids' capacity to be part of a community, to work as a team, to collaborate, be creative, but not about just making money. That might be something that they do in the process, but it's about giving back to the community and creating something that benefits the community. That's a big part of it. Working with Yong Zhao, as a mentor was also important for our kids They had a Skype session with him Um, so there's lots of fits right across the school but it's about uh, also about uh, getting staff up to speed so it's about trying to map it bring it all together make sure that the students are driving it that it's not dependent on one pioneer that's all
0: for this episode. To find out more about the Paradigm Shifters Initiative, head to teachermagazine.com.au. To keep listening or download all of our podcasts for free, including episode 13 of our series on global education, which focused on entrepreneurship education in Finland, head to acer.ac forward slash teacher itunes or soundcloud.com forward slash teacher acer. You've been listening to a teacher podcast supported by Bank First. BankFirst has been committed to the education community since 1972 and is proud to be invested in you. Visit bankfirst.com.au to find out more.